Oi, what's the best game where you get to eat pie? What's the best game where you play a dead guy? Aye? You'll find out in DJ247's podcast. Here, what's the best game where you swing from a rope? And what's the best game where you borrow the pole? Like I said, you will find out in this podcast. Hello and welcome to VG247's Best Games Ever podcast, where we attempt to find the best game within a weirdly specific category. For example, this week we're discussing the best games that journals love, but most people think are naff. Uh, it's a topic very close to my heart because I've made a career out of being the only person in the business who likes Morrowind. And I don't even like Morrowind, it's just a gag that went too far, and now I can't escape that persona. Speaking of prisons of the mind, I'm joined today by Editor-in-Chief <laughs> Tom Ory. What's that? What are you implying? <laughs> I don't know, I just wanted that reaction. It's just... Oh. <laughs> Hello. Um, Associate Editor Alex Donaldson. Hello. Hello. And uh, staff, write, staff Writer Sharif, how you doing, man? Hey, hello. Hi. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. It's the first time you've been on. Um, it is. So uh, just to give you a quick rundown of how we're, uh, how we're going so far, Alex is by far, I think Alex has won most episodes. Uh, more than, I think Tom won the first one, and he's smarting about it. Uh, because every time, uh, every time I choose someone else's entry, uh, he concocts a new plan to win me over while also berating me. So it's it's uh, it's a complicated dynamic. Um, so let's just get into it. Um, and uh, Sharif, I think I want to hear from you first because I, I I quite like this game, but I don't know how the public perceives oh. it. I don't know how you've come to that conclusion. So uh, uh, explain. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Deathloop is my pick. Uh, so it came out last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much anywhere you look, perfect scores, near perfect scores. Uh, we even gave it a five out of five. Uh, mm. Yeah. I just, I played it last year uh, during the holiday break, and I just don't see what it is about that game that A, makes it good, and B, uh, makes it deserving of every, all these accolades that it's getting. Uh, okay. Uh, so yeah, and I, I I don't think I'm alone in this because I looked everywhere and everyone is like, why is this game getting perfect scores? Which, <laughs> granted, pretty much every game that gets perfect scores uh, gets that kind of coverage. Uh, but this game is not even popular to really justify. So like, I couldn't find any sort of hidden pocket of people who are like, oh, this is the best, uh, whatever, whatever. It's just game journals talking about it, and then everyone else is like, this is okay. Like why? Why, why is this? Uh... That's interesting. Because so so you think you're on uh, this? I'm not saying this in an accusatory way. Sorry, even though it sounds like it. So you you're on the side of the public in, in your mind, right? In the, in this instance, uh, yeah. I don't large, see it. Yeah. I don't see it. <laughs> so um, and I, I honestly don't know um, what the general. I mean, I played it, and it's like I mean, it's uh, it's too roguelikey for me, right? I think it's a great game. I love the production design. There's a lot of stuff about it that's like that, that's that's fantastic, but I think it's the it's the the central conceit. It's that kind of roguelike loop that I struggle with. Um, because a journals lot of love hate journals love roguelikes, don't they? Journals love roguelikes. This is what I was getting at. But Why actually, I just want to say this. I, I just want to say this. I don't really massively love roguelikes, but I'm the guy who gave this game the five out of five. Yeah, so it's, 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 you're on trial here, essentially. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. I will say, Shreve, that made me want to. Like the first thing I did when you said this, I was like, "Definitely, it's great." What's he on about? And I went and looked, and then I went and looked at the Metacritic page, 
but definitely. But you've got the critic average, but then you've got the user average, and the user <laughs> average is significantly lower. And it does seem like a lot of that is people who have had bad PC performance problems mm. um, review bombing it. Um, but when you ignore, even if you filter out the, the the zeros, the ones, the twos, and the threes, which is all people yeah. going, wow. um, you know, yeah. I th- I just abuse. okay. It's it, there's still there's still a lot of people with measured takes writing fives yeah. and six. So mm. yeah, I just like this game looks great. There's the production design, like John mentioned, amazing music, aesthetic, uh, voice acting, all that stuff. Just a lot of style, not a lot of substance to me. Uh, 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 my main thing about that game is that well, two main problems. One, it's not a time loop game. They sold that game as a time loop game. I just don't think this is a time loop game for a very simple, easy to explain reason. Time loop games, you're on the clock. Something is going to happen in, let's say, 20 in-game minutes or whatever. Okay. You're only... Majora's Mask. Uh, uh, I've never played a Zelda game. Majora's Mask, okay. sure. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Outer Worlds, uh, uh, what's the Roman game? The Forgotten City. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All those games, something is going to happen at a predetermined point, and yeah. your goal is to change the outcome of that within that window that you're giving. This is not going to change. I, I, and I'm not saying Majora's Mask was the first, but I think it's probably the game that popularized that. It's like the, mm. you know, the Forgotten City. I think the dev has even spoken about that game specifically, because that is the game where, I know you've never played a Zelda game, but you imagine the time limit's quite strict. So you might open a dungeon on one, figure out how to open a dungeon on one loop and then reset time, do that again quicker. Because mm. if you open the dungeon, and then try to do the dungeon in one loop, you'll run out of time and die. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, uh, and, and just to clarify, I just remember that I played a little bit of Wind Waker, lovely aesthetic, could not care less for anything else that it has. Uh, anyway, uh, we're not talking about Zelda today. Everyone's uh, getting God. hit today. Uh, <laughs> I just, I'm not, I'm not, don't come to me for the Nintendo stuff. I'm sorry. Uh, if you've listened to any of the stuff that we have done before, you're not going to, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm the same. Uh, I gave my Switch uh, away, literally. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is a setup for a time loop, fairly standard. The main thing about, like, that makes time loop games satisfying is your knowledge. So you're essentially, if you were to be like a snobby game journal type, it's the sort of the Metroidvania of the mind where your knowledge of the thing is what shapes the context and your understanding of the world as you go. Uh, the, th- every, the thing that you are given is the same. It's just the more you play it, you know, Groundhog Day, Groundhog Day, excuse me. Everyone knows that. Everyone understands that. This game doesn't do that. Like the, the time advances only outside of the game in the menus when you're doing the, the, the bullshit upgrades or whatever. In-game, everything is static. And whenever something interesting happens, it is scripted. So when the weather changes or when anything happens, it all happens in the background and then you arrive later and it's like, oh, this, this happened now. It's like, this is not a time loop game. This is just a normal roguelike. I don't understand the selling it as a, as a time loop game at all. Mm. This is, is interesting, actually, because well, I, mean, I haven't played it enough to realize that yet. So, uh, but yeah, because uh, I, yeah, I, I find the, I just find the roguelike aspect really difficult to get on with, despite wanting to like it because of, you know, the other aspects that I mentioned. Um, so it's, it's kind of, it's missold as far as you're concerned as well, right? Yeah, because, and, and this wasn't something like uh, uh, someone suggested uh, offhand, mm. like, 
every time, and that game got a lot, a lot of trailers. Oh, oh it's in the marketing. Like it, it's a hundred percent in the marketing. <laughs> uh, I understood it as a time loop game. Uh, yeah, uh, and obviously everyone mentioned it in reviews and, and whatever. I'm not saying like there's one golden way to do a time loop. I just when you tell me this is a time loop game, I expect certain things. Uh, just mm. like when you say this is a Souls like, and if I'm going in here and seeing this as a spectacle fighter, but like, where is the souls? And like, this is, this is not reserved action game. This is just a spectacle fighter. So I want uh, to speak in defense of this briefly and just okay. say that my take on that is you are correct. It's not the best time loop game, mm. but basically it's a, it's a good time loop. It's a good, it's a time loop story. It's not necessarily a time loop game. However, mm. the things that you say about the important thing is your knowledge does still matter because basically the, the structure of the game for anyone who doesn't know is each area of the game has four phases morning uh noon night midnight whatever like morning noon evening and, and night and so if you choose to, and basically so each loop you get to go to four places at each of those four times of the day and so it isn't the clock advancing in a majora's mask way it's more of a right, I need to figure out the optimum way to do all the things that I need to do. Mm. This person is only is, is going to be in this location in the morning, but they're going to be in this location in the evening. When's the best time to kill them? All that sort of stuff. So you do have that thing of, and as, you, as things begin to come together, you do begin to go, oh, but I agree, it's not as satisfying as it is in a Majora's Mask or similar. Mm. However, the thing that I would say, um, the thing that I would say separate to that is really that, what it is is a really cool time loop story um wrapped in it, what is in my opinion the best game arcane has made of that type i think it's in terms of the way i enjoy it more than dishonored and more than prey basically mm. is what i'm saying and so that for me was what it was it wasn't the time because i'm a sci-fi nerd i'm a doctor who fan so i love time loop stories and paradox stories and time travel stories and you know, the most exciting thing about Final Fantasy VII Remake is all the weird Doctor who time self-referential stuff in it. Mm. I love all that stuff, but um, that isn't the thing that made me love Dishonored. It was the way it played. It was what I felt was arcane um, <coughs> coming to the conclusion almost of all the stuff they'd done in the run-up to this. You mean Death Dishonored sorry, yeah. stuff. Yeah, it, yeah. It, no, I think it was Arcane, the studio, yeah, yeah, coming to the conclusion of of what they'd done with Dishonored and Prey yeah, and stuff yeah. like that in the run up to this. Deathloop is almost like a, a, a higher expression of that stuff, basically. It's like everything they've done about it. Uh, yeah, like I, I think about the time loop. I completely agree that it is. I think uh, about halfway through it, I realized that they just wanted to tell a time loop story, and then the roguelike yeah. element came uh later and then that was the game uh and they were like well it's too late to change that now uh but i think to me like they absolutely <laughs> started with this is a neat story to tell in that context of a time loop and then let's just build the game around it obviously i'm not privy to how the game was built but like th this to me reads like did not do not sell that game to me as a traditional time loop game uh the other main thing about it is i just want to say like uh arcane i've always kind of respected from a distance uh, I have appreciated the uh, a lot of the things that they do, but I never really enjoyed the games that they made. So everyone, when Deathloop came out, was like, oh, this is the game for you. This is the game if you thought uh, Dishonored was too immersive, semi, overwhelmed, 
being options, blah, blah, blah. This game has, you has one ability. It's a shooter. You like shooters. You're going to love this game. And then I just played this game and it's like the most, a bunch of disparate elements coming together. None of them are really satisfying. There is a useless, I don't know why it's even there, uh, uh, weapon rarity and item rarity system. No idea why that's there. It seems like they wanted to appeal to, to, to people who play modern games. No idea. Shooting mechanics are fine, but what really undermines the action for me is the goddamn AI. It is so mm. hilariously yeah. dumb to a point that I haven't seen it in like one really of It is really stupid, actually, yeah. It just saps yeah. all of that tension out of all of these encounters. Mm. Uh, and the other thing is the visionaries themselves, they're really just normal AI with an ability. It's not like a weird like puzzle that you have to solve or like a weird like monster thing like in Prey, for example, or something like the the something that you have the to come... The puzzle is usually how to get to them, right? Yeah. Or actually, the puzzle is the puzzle is usually how to reach them. It's lining or, them up. Or, yeah, but, or it, the puzzle is, yeah, is, is getting multiple of them in the same place at the same time yeah. so you can kill them all in one loop. Yeah, yeah. that's the puzzle. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and that's, that's been pretty clear. And I think, well, I didn't finish the game, but I, uh, I should actually look this up. But I think there's only the one way that I thought of is to call them, which is, I think, is you know, probably I don't the know. way. Probably, you are probably right in the sense that there's loads of different ways to kill all of them. But I think the only way to kill all of them in one loop is probably generally, you've probably got a bit of leeway in terms of um, the exact method, but in terms of how you line them all up, I think there is probably one optimum way. Yeah, yeah that's what I, I think. think. Uh, yeah, it's it, so that's like the sort of like the the, the, the action part of it is, uh, uh, it's just, it, it reminds me on, in, of the Ubisoft game uh, games in, in the worst way. Uh, I don't really like to use this comparison unless absolutely necessary, which is just, it's like uh, uh, something I always like to say about that stuff is that they're remarkably unremarkable. We're just like a bunch of really well-made things Ooh. desperately just stuck together. And then you look at it and you're like, ah, yeah, you know, this is okay. I'm not. See, that's you know, a, that is how I feel about basically every recent Assassin's Creed game, but that is not how I feel about Netflix. <laughs> let's, let's not get it. Let's not get stuck into Assassin's Creed as well. My heart can't <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right. Okay. Now let's move on to, hmm, let's move on to Alex because I love this suggestion and I know exactly who you're thinking of when you suggest it. So, uh, what is your game for this category, Alex? Please tell us. Second appearance on this podcast, right? <laughs> uh, for this game. Yeah. Uh, it's quantum, uh, break. I almost say quantum leap. Quantum leap is far better than quantum break. Oh, God. um, but, uh, yeah, Quantum Break. I mean, obviously, there is one particular uh, person in the UK games media who really loves this game. But in general, <laughs> people talk a big game about this. And, you know, I was looking it up beforehand and I saw like outlets like Digital Spy giving it 10 out of 10. And I really? just, yeah, and I just do not. And they're not the only ones. Like some of the IGN regional ones did. Like Easy Allies gave it a really high score. Games TM, in fact, Games TM was probably him. So let's disregard that one. But um, yeah, I, I just don't get it because here's what I'll say. I love Remedy and I love Alan Wake and I love Max Payne. Um, and I conceptually liked the idea of the TV show within a video game thing. I think that's cool. I think it's a good idea. Actually, I think a really interesting idea would be to do that with an established IP, like to do that with Marvel or something and have a Marvel game and a Marvel D TV show on Disney plus almost running concurrently. 
Um, but in this instance, here's my read of it. My opinion on what probably happened is obviously this was created in that era when Xbox was all about TV, 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 yeah, TV. Yeah, That's yeah, the, the yeah. super cut of the press conference, right? Where they say TV a million times. And basically, I think partway through the development, they began to move away from that because they realized after the console launched, it wasn't really the revolutionary thing they thought it was. And this game ended up in a weird status because at one point, I think the the episodes were going to air for Xbox Live. Then they ended up being included in the game. So they all just download. Uh, they with, they with... did end up getting, uh, well, not included. They were streamed as you were playing because I played that game on a launch Xbox One. Uh, and they oh. were streamed as you were playing. Uh, I don't actually know if they had a plan to air it on a, on a TV network, because keep in mind, when that game no, was... No, I think it was going to air on the Xbox, basically. Oh. And I think they were going to have set air dates. Uh, but actually, th- th- this is one of the things that changed between the time that game was announced and the time that it actually came out, is that their whole thing about TV, TV, TV had waned considerably by that point. Well, this so- is what I mean, right? So the game couldn't be what they wanted it to be in the first place. And in my opinion, the end result is you have this game that has the um has the remedy shooting and has an interesting actually a bit of a theme it has a time travel a time bending mechanic mm-hmm. um but ultimately it's just a worse version of the game they made before it and the game they made after it and people mm. talk about it like it's as good as control and it fucking is not um <laughs> it's simple as that yeah, I mean, the journalists like this though. I don't think yeah. I don't think they do. I think I do, and the other person that we mentioned does. Well, mm. I looked and I was quite. What's surprised. the Metacritic of this game? It's like seventy-seven. The last time this that. came up, that it's other not, yeah. person. Yeah, but you know what? You know why that is? Because if you go and look at the critic reviews of that game, it's lower because there are a few deeply intelligent outliers. Like Giant Bomb gave it a four out of ten. The Guardian <laughs> gave it a four out of ten. Time magazine gave it a four out of ten. But everyone else was giving it eights and oh, nines. It's better than a four out of ten. It's surely. a good solid seven or eight. This yes, game, in my I guess. Yeah, if you, or, or, if you or, skip the cutscenes, it's great. Uh, which skip, is <laughs> you know, you skip, <laughs> skip the bit that the whole game was built around and marketed yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, granted. But look, the per- I like how the person who we are referring to is in the last episode. He was just being named and getting it tight, and in this episode, he's. Uh, we're not mentioning his name at all, but he knows who he is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I I think this, I feel like this this suggestion is a bit inside baseball. Um, Quantum Break is magnificent, pushing the boundaries of what's possible, both technically and from a narrative perspective. That Sorry, Tom? That's, that, that's a review or, quote. Uh, from whom? Some European outlet. Easy okay. Allies, an incredible Not game that will stay with you long after. <laughs> Packed with mystery, suspense, I mean, and engaging characters. We are still talking characters. about it. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, but in, a, in, an extremely, in an extremely nasty context. I think it's a, it's a solid game that most journalists <laughs> actually didn't love that much. So... I mean, I think, I think, I think you've kind of. Uh, I would I th- say, actually, you know, the first time this came up, you got it tight for bringing it up. Josh West got it. Oh, I've said his name now. Josh West got it tight for just being in its orbit. Um, and uh, and the, the the two journals who actually like this piece of shit got it tight from other journals. So, 
that's, that's interesting. I don't I don't know if it's. Uh, I don't I think don't it's. A, I don't think it's a. Darling. Well, this, it is. It is a, a game that some journo's love, but most people think enough, which happens to include some of the journo's as well. But this is the thing. This is the reason I picked this game. The yeah. people who love this game, fuck, for some reason act like it is one of the best games ever made and talk about I mean. it with this bizarre reverence. <laughs> and it's it's almost that that pushes it up for me. It's it's the level of the, the, the Quantum Break devotees of which there are more than just a couple among in the media sphere are just so bizarrely devoted to what, in my opinion, is a deeply, deeply mediocre game. Mm. The best thing that came out of this game is it introduced Remedy to the actor, I can't remember her name, who then went on to star in Control. Uh, okay. That's true, but also I would actually take the the story, uh, specifically her character in Quantum Break, over her character in Control, because I did not like her in Control. So if, if you were to have some redeeming qualities about that, I think, with the exception of some of the uh, timey-wimey bullshit, the actual character of her in that story made a lot more sense than whatever, just I'm sleeping through this lady in Control. Maybe I should replay it, but I just don't remember anything about the story of this game other than that i was constantly annoyed by it and i'm saying this I'm, i've just realized i'm wearing a remedy t-shirt <laughs> you know i love remedy but i don't remember anything about the story but i do remember i, I think it's the worst that the game was just a fun game to play like it had good action it, it, it was yeah it was decent i don't think they make it any game that didn't have good action remedy uh, yeah that's that's the remedy thing right but yeah uh, uh i don't think you know uh, uh, it was any. I think it was sort of like a time and place. Uh, if I were to yeah. kind of read into it, I think it was like a time and place thing. It was a new console. The game looks great. Uh, uh, they were doing like, oh, we're doing some realistic facial captures and blah 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 blah. Uh, all this TV. It was like sort of like an interesting one of those. It was like mist, let's say, uh, or it's like you don't really know what's going on, but you're like, oh, this is neat. This might be the future. I don't know. This is cool. I guess it's fun. Uh, you know, I, I think maybe that was part of why people liked it so much. Have you um, have you played it on the Series X? Did Quantum Break get a, a Series X patch? It got a, I think it got a patch for. It got the One X patch. The One yeah. X patch. I don't know if it got FPS boost. I as don't well. know if I don't know if it got any better, but it, I don't think it needs much done to it. It looks really mm. good anyway. I was also um, going to say, yeah. like, because you mentioned that, um, Sharif, that it's uh, it, it looked great, and and I think it was it was one of those Xbox games that was really hamstrung by the by how yes. crap the hardware was. Yes. And then the One X came along, and Quantum Break was one of the um, one of the showcases of how much better the One X hardware was and it was running in 4K and it locked 30 and it looked, I mean, at the time it looked incredible. It was a real showcase for like a 4K console game at the time. I think actually... You can play it on PC, a high frame rate. Mm, PC version is good, but I think the Xbox yeah. version, the Xbox One version is actually remarkably good considering mm. what that console I think, was. I think, it, I think it's a bit of a showcase. I don't think it's a bad game uh, by, by any stretch, but I certainly no. don't think it set the world on fire. And I think Alex is right in that there are a few journals who uh, talk it up to a point of absurdity. People That's loudly, crazy. loudly and annoyingly love it. And you know what? Here's the thing. Yeah, I sort of was more accepting of the loud adoration of this game when uh, Control didn't exist. Yeah. But mm. Control has absolutely made it completely irrelevant, and yet people still go on about it. I just, I do not understand it. Um, right, and we, uh, right, let's move on to Tom. Uh, and <laughs> when you sent me this, 
I was like, we're going to get crucified. Well, you're going to get crucified. I'm staying yeah. out of it. Well, uh, except I can't stay out of it, Tom, because I'm contracted to wade in. Yeah. Um, what's your choice? Just, well, just, just blurt it out. No, I'm not blurting. I've got to set it up oh, first, right? So I actually was, I was close to picking Dishonored and or Dishonored Two because I was like, I, I can, I do not get these games. I don't think many other people. I think other people feel the same about it. They're mad, like arcane in general. Yeah. They make games I really want to like, but I just can't for some reason mm. um i just don't get into them at all and when like, you said about admiring arcane from a distance i really mm. felt that i agree and i think yeah. they are one of the big they their games are loved by critics yeah. i don't yeah. think they're as loved elsewhere but i like i i, I think they maybe they have some fans whatever so they're fine their games are interesting anyway but for me the thing that i see most when it when it happens there's a new release it's a Yakuza game, right? Oh, Yakuza, no. Yakuza, oh, Yakuza no. for me, like, and I, I picked one because, like, to me, like, I, I don't care which one. So I just picked six because it's the first one that came to mind, right? So I, Yakuza, considered one of the best me, ones, Alex. It may well be, but that doesn't matter. It's, it's the best game. There you go, six. Right, so <laughs> okay. Yakuza six, let's pick this one. I can't remember which is the, if I played this one or not, to be honest. But I played one. And I was just like, I'm wandering around the streets and then I'm in a 20 minute conversation with someone in a coffee shop or something about some nonsense. And then I'm outside, oh, someone's got brutally murdered, but let's forget about that. That's fine. I'll have another conversation about, I don't know, like a cake or something. I'm in another shop. I'm wandering around. Oh, I'm playing a game. Oh, look, it's a game I'm playing. Arcade or something. This is great fun. Oh, this person's been brutally murdered. This is. Have you ever been to Japan, Tom? Because this is very authentic, I have to tell you. But I don't, I I don't. I don't get it as a like the gameplay to me does not I don't like it particularly <laughs> like it's it's too like I could never get into the flow of it because it was so broken up by like things in the game that are stopping me play it essentially You tell me you don't want to fight delinquents not I'm not into delinquent fighting um mm. and I I think I mean I I generally have a dislike of like this I guess is in some ways a successor to like Shenmue and I hate that game massively both the games right <laughs> so and I think that would that actually would have been a better option for this if in reality because some journos love that game and the series right Alex Shenmue's great he loves it right yeah but, but what if Shenmue was actually good this is yeah, yeah that is Tom that is the actual thing you, you but that's the you, thing that's why it's you, good you that. like Shenmue in spite of itself and I'll tell you something you know what? People always make this comparison, and when people make this comparison, they're just wrong. I don't know what to say. Apart from Like a Dragon, because that's a Japanese RPG. It's based on Dragon Quest, stuff like that. But the main Yakuza games, you know what they are? What Sega game they are actually the spiritual successor to? Because it Streets ain't Shenmue. It's Streets of Rage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Streets of Rage overrated as well. So, uh, yeah. Um, it's like street, like, Yakuza is uh, essentially walking left to right, battering people. Yeah. Um, and, and lots it's... of talking. Yeah, about stuff. But, but like yeah, weird... it's, a, it's a modernized streets of rage. I just with, with I a, could with never a, get into it. A, I'm, not, I'm accepting. I'm accepting story. that people like it, and that yeah. is fine. Yeah. I'm happy for those people. I wish I was one of those people because there's so many of these games. I would mm. like to enjoy playing them once, just one of them, even just I'd have fun with. But mm. I don't. I think lots of other people feel the same. But on my timeline, which is a lot of 
journos essentially which mm. we are i know but we're separating ourselves from this in some kind of weird disconnected way for this podcast yeah there's a it's they're treated like they are the greatest thing to ever happen in video games let me and i just let don't me just get put, it let me just put something over to you though right interesting thing about yakuza is it was a series that sega basically abandoned in the west they basically stopped putting them out because they just felt there was no point because there was no market for them and then a grassroots campaign sort of got them to release it and now it's a seriously important series for sega it's growing the sales are getting bigger with every game like a dragon was the best performing one they've ever had Mm. they've now split the series in two where they've got the judgment games which is the more traditional games and the next jackers is going to be another turn-based rpg like to me, this is a series that's on the rise. This is a series that's growing. This is a series that is clearly growing in popularity. Therefore, people can't think it's naff. I think people. I think people can. Like it is. People, it is on the rise. It people is. think lots of things are naff. Like you brought up. You brought up Doctor Who of all things on a program. Yeah, so an episode. Well, we're actually talking about naff things. I saw you wincing about that. Doctor Who. Doctor Who's a I mean, great, Doctor a great Who is TV the perfect show. example of this. Like D- Dynasty lots Warriors. Of, lots of people think Doctor Who is the naffest thing mm. ever created. Right? Me, I'm one of those people. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not most people. That it, is a it's, lot. Yeah. It's, a lot it's, it's the longest running science people. fiction program in the world. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's an institution. It's yeah, hugely popular. I reckon if you showed it, if you did a like a blind test to these unsuspecting people, like here's Doctor Who, here's a children's TV programme, like, they'd be like, why is this children's TV programme so much worse than this other one? Because here's it's the like... thing, I had I had another game I almost picked for this, I'll tell you what it was, um, and that was The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, because that is a game that people gave 10 out of 10 to, and I said on Twitter once, and, and somebody who reviewed it and gave it a 10 out of 10 actually got genuinely quite upset for me, upset with me because I said, anyone who gave that game a 10 needs a brain scan um, <laughs> because it's terrible. I mean, it's not terrible, it's, but it's, it's the worst Zelda game by a country mile. People who think Zelda 2 is bad, it's got some lovely ideas, and it's a lovely stepping stone because you don't get to Breath of the Wild without Skyward Sword, but it's just poor, in my opinion. And I said this when when the HD version came out. I said... I, when I wrote about the HD one, I very diplomatically said the HD version gave me a newfound appreciation for a game I'd previously hated. It didn't mean that I no longer hated it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just made me appreciate elements of it a bit more. But the reason I didn't pick Skyward Sword is because the Zelda fan base is huge. And there are a lot of people out there who, you know, maybe they should go to a doctor, but they genuinely do love that game. And, mm-hmm. you know... I, I get like it. how I like how this is the episode where you've decided to treat the title exactly. Whereas every other episode, it's like forget about the title. We'll just wing it. Let's just bring in multiple games and whatever we think. This <laughs> no, one, but what oh, I'm saying no. is, this is why I didn't pick Zelda though, because mm. I was like, too many people love Zelda, and I think too many people love Yakuza. Like, if you go, like, yeah, on the day that we're recording this, which it won't be going out for a while, but. On, on the day that we're recording this, it's the day after they bought back a bunch of old Yakuza games into Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. And you go into the replies of that tweet, and it's not journos. There are people like saying, Thank God I thought they would be gone forever. <clears throat> I can finally go back fake and finish accounts. It. They're bots. And, you know, there are people. <laughs> There are people absolutely going wild. They're, from... they're their accounts created by journos. There are from bots. places like the northeast of England, like Yakuza. 
which which get, I mean, it's got that baseline popularity. If it's reached those sort of climbs, you know. I think the interesting thing that's happened is for a long time, Yakuza was a game that weebs enjoyed. It was for people who were obsessed with Japan, mm. and it was like, and one of the things I I um I've written about this game at some point. I can't remember in what context I wrote about it like this, but I wrote about and you touched on it, Jim, the digital tourism yeah. in yeah, yeah. Yakuza, where if you can't go to Japan, it's almost like a nice little way to go to Japan hmm. it, while everything's locked down. I think that was the context that I wrote about it in during lockdown. It was like, yeah. I can't go back to, um, to camera, you know, to, to, yeah. to Don Tamburi, but I can go to the Yakuza version of Don Tamburi and enjoy and, and, and go to the Yakuza knockoff Don Quixote uh, shop and all that sort of stuff. And that's what I, uh, and that's what it was at one point it was for people like that i think the interesting thing that's happened over the last two games three games is that it's begun to transcend that and people who don't care about that have started to come in so because it's like got the it's got like oh there's a bit oh there's a you're fighting a crab or something it's like <laughs> oh wonderful i think what i've realized the problem with this whole episode is that we've titled it completely wrong right so it should be called best games that most journos loves but these particular journos on this podcast don't like <laughs> no yeah. i maintain that death loop no one fucking likes death loop outside of game journals that you cannot yeah. find the only people who like death loop are yeah. fucking my, i Jer- made a good choice for my first appearance on this episode God damn the it. one the one thing Jeremy that, Peel that and... i will say <laughs> is arcane games don't sell that's the which is proof that being bought by being bought by microsoft is probably the best thing that could have happened for arcane because they will probably do we'll see because obviously definitely be currently they've just got infinite money to make games that don't go in and i bet those games (laughs) on game pass when people don't have to pay for them i bet those games do a lot better yeah, yeah sure. The next arcane game is massive because I bet, and it saved them massive. from having to do some hot, awful monstrosity free-to-play MMO assassination thing, which would be terrible. But it's probably where oh, they were God. headed had they not had the game oh, pass. God. But it's the support. it's the Sea of Thieves effect, which I maintain. I love Sea of Thieves. I think it's a great game. But Sea of Thieves, what it's now past twenty-five million players, which makes it one of the biggest games ever to some for some benchmark and. I don't think CF. I think CFEs would have been a three million seller without game. Three million players tops without Game Pass. Yeah, that's totally. the power of that. Totally. But that that that's my point about Yakuza is that I just think it's a growing series and it's it's the same and it's got a really dedicated fan base that is just growing and that's why I didn't pick Skyward Sword because I was like, well, Quantum, I think it sucks. Quantum Break. Can I just fan base is growing all the time? I mean, <laughs> can I just point out that I really like how Alex is. Just not even making a point of doing it, but just instinctively pronouncing Yakuza correctly. He likes showing the rest of us up. Uh, all the about, time. <laughs> talking about the digital tourism aspect, I just remember I wrote about Ghostwire Tokyo for VG247 uh, a little while ago. Yeah. And, and yeah. it made, made a lot of the same point of that game is now Ghostwire Tokyo is not, it's not a brilliant game. I think it's good, but I think it's. Um, uh, it's it's a very Ubisofty. It's basically a Far Cry game with with Japanese mysticism in it, right? Yep. And um, but I love it. And one of the reasons I love it is because uh, it it reminds me of hanging around in a Seven Eleven at three in the morning in the middle of Tokyo, and that and that, and and it nails that atmosphere despite the demonic oh, yeah. invasion and everyone being dead. So um, there is a there is a lot to be said about just that aspect of of yakuza nailing the sense of place but 
as you say, Tom, we're not here to review the games. This is a if this was sticking. best game that that is popular that you don't get, I get I get it, Tom. <laughs> mm. But yeah, this is not that's not that wasn't the prompt. There is a there is a a, a big group of journos, mm. right? And we're saying this like we're not part of this. We are, but in, we are somehow taking ourselves out of it for this discussion. Yeah, where we're like, oh, it's like you could. You, Yakuza, how do you, is that is that better, Alex? Yeah. Um, is um, <laughs> is a game that I feel that is massively hyped up yeah. beyond. I agree that it's it's a bigger thing than it used to be, right? Like it was it was never big, and then it has grown. I agree, but I think it is elevated beyond where it is. I think I feel something like this is at the point where, like a few, like say, like um, the Souls games, right? Yeah, I thought were, you were going to bring Sicker or something to this. Well, we're like we're like. They are now, like, after Elden Ring, they're legitimately huge, right? That is yeah. a big deal now. But a few games back, they were definitely more... They were bigger. They were made out to be bigger than they were. Like the audience. However, one thing I will say, common misconception on this front, is, yes, Elden Ring has, like, blown the doors off. But I saw this a lot where people were going, like, Elden Ring's come out of nowhere. It's turned this, it's turned this series mainstream. And I'm like, dude, Dark Souls 3 sold 10 million copies. Yeah, but in a like, year. Those are Final <laughs> Fantasy numbers. Yeah, but those, but regardless, those are Final Fantasy numbers. Final Fantasy VII Remake has only sold like six and a half, seven million. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, it's gone from like slow burn popularity into stratospheric instant yeah, popularity. Yeah, basically. But, but people were acting popular. like people were acting like no. Dark Souls was like, yeah, well, was like Yakuza level, mm. and it wasn't or Persona level where no. like no, 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 three, four million, mm. five million copies is uh, great. Dark Souls was already quite big. I agree. When it first started out, Dark Souls one, you were dead right, Tom, and two yeah. to a lesser extent. Well, I've got to bring this to a conclusion. Um, I've got to pick something. And Sharif's uh, one. Let's just say Sharif, because what? I, I don't want Alex to win. Right? <laughs> yeah, but that's because you're I, one of the Quantum Break lovers. But also, you don't have a case for you. I, I'm sorry. I, would... I, I agree that my argument was bad. I mean, let's right. face it. I emailed okay. you at like 5 p.m. yesterday. I was like, quick, get something out. Any I mean, my game, reply right? to you. I honestly saw you'd be sick or doing sicker or something like an old uh, from software game. I should have done like, that. One. Yeah, I, th- I, I think you would have made it. like a perfect case for sicker, for example, because yeah. it's. I think it was the. It's one of the least selling one, and people who fucking people cannot, you know, myself included, cannot stop talking about. It. I reckon next week we should be like uh, the, the title of the episode should be something along the lines of like games that Alex likes, but the rest of us don't. <laughs> um, all right, okay, so like I've got to bring I've got to bring this to a conclusion, and uh, Tom. You were you stated exactly where I was headed. I think Sharif's won. Uh, I think Deathloop is uh, much closer to the spirit of the title of this episode <laughs> than the other two have gotten, purely because I think Quantum Leap is very inside but baseball. You, can't even, you very... didn't even say the name. Right? <laughs> you called it Quantum Leap. This is exactly my point. It's such a forgettable game that yeah. you called it the wrong name two minutes after last talking about it. Bloody hell, sorry. Yeah, so I did. Um, I, I'm never not thinking about Scott Bakula, though, in fairness. Um, so, yeah, Quantum Break <laughs> is its cool. a very inside baseball choice, and it's its essentially a dig at precisely two people, one of which is on the podcast, but everyone else uh, thinks it's a joke. And, um, uh, and Yaku- we can't put Yakuza 6 in, Tom, for goodness Five, sake. three, uh, none of what them. What if the other ones were called? Uh, none of them. I mean, maybe maybe those stupid Yakuza games with the zombie invasion, those those are particularly only liked by uh, the deranged, but not necessarily journals. Um, 
But okay, so uh, yeah, Deathloop's in. I think Deathloop is the winner because, uh, I mean, look, who is the archetypal games journal these days? It's Jeremy Peel. He loves it. I don't get it. And that, on that basis, <laughs> Deathloop's going in. <laughs> I can, I can, I can respect that. I, I've got to bring, okay. my, I've got to bring my A game next week. Now, this is I can't, I can't lose hey, two in a row. Alex won like three episodes in a row, which was, uh, which really upset Tom actually. But you know, I I'm felt... going to stop. I'm going to stop phoning this in. I've got actually some, <laughs> some proper just... research. All it right. makes me wish I had put Zelda forward, but you know, hey ho. I mean, it still wouldn't have won, but uh, it would have been a discussion and a half. But uh, that is all we've got time for. Uh, VG247 is, of course, not just a podcast. We are also a website. We do news, we do reviews, we do guides, we do all that lovely stuff. Um, and uh, if you like this podcast, please leave us a nice five-star review and uh, a lovely comment about how you like us all and how we're great. It has um, to be five-star because that it has to be five-star. Our limited marketing budget has to be thrown out because we've has only got five stars. a graphic that says it's a five-star rated podcast. So yeah. what I would say, what I would say is, so, so in order to make sure we don't have to spend money on changing that graphic, if you love the podcast, please give us a five-star review. And if you don't think it's worth five stars, just be quiet. Yeah. Five stars enough. Just, just shut up. I'll yeah, and I'll respect you for it. Um, all right. Thanks very much, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, please review it, subscribe, and check out what else we do on VG247.com.